So where were we? I remember uh, Vincent was looking for a little attention. He said, I've been with you for two years. I think he's talking about the live stream. And he's like, when you go back to doing a show, I'll be back. Until then, bye. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm kind of developing this into some kind of uh, a show, I guess. You've been with me since 04, Larry Jones Jr.? And have you had a tap out every once in a while because I'm not doing a show for you? <laughs> I will do this until I'm talking to myself. Uh, whatever, man. What's up, Mex? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm having my first cup of coffee with y'all. And I'm not, uh, I'm not pouring the bourbon in there. I don't know why that... You know, Mex, me and you got to hang out again because every time I see you, I think of two things. Taking a shovel to a seal and pouring bourbon in coffee. That's when I knew I was uh, with the pros. You and Carl sitting around putting bourbon in coffee. Or was I doing that and you guys were just drinking it straight, right? I think that's what was happening. All right. What's up, Wayne Boo Atkins? Uh, Bitching and Beaches with Opie Radio. There you go, Mex. There you go. I just gave you a little radio voice. Those assholes had radio voices because they had nothing to say. So then you would tune in and you would hear the... You you thought they were just amazing. But if you really listened to them, they had great golden pipes, as we called it in the biz. But they weren't saying anything. And then stupid me being from Long Island with a terrible Long Island accent. I was trying to talk that. And I never uh, fully got there. And thank God I heard Brother Wee's coming through the speakers when I was at um, my fraternity house in Geneseo. And I said, wow, that guy has a shitty voice. But man, he's saying some good things. And my life changed. I'm pissed because I'm doing this instead of talking to uh, Brother Wee's. Did I just say talking to Brother Weeze? I got to wake up a little bit uh, because that that means I'm like uh, a little crazy and I think he's talking to me through the radio. (laughs) I meant to say that uh, I want to be listening to Brother Weeze right now instead of doing this. Having a cup of coffee with my feet on my puppy, listening to Brother Weeze and just chilling out. Is it ever a bad day there? Oh, yes, it is, Scott. Yes, it is. Although... Uh, very interesting. Uh, for those that don't know, I, I, I can't believe i got to repeat this a lot, but that's okay. I'm uh, way out east on Long Island, kind of near Montauk. Uh, I've been doing the beach thing for, I don't know, almost 10 years now, and I just keep moving further and further out. Uh, my goal is to get to the tip of Long Island so I can see you coming. But anyway, when you're on the ocean like this, what you notice is a lot of uh, storms get pushed away from us because of the, you know, the, the wind and the breeze coming off the ocean. So it's kind of cool. and It just piles up the clouds uh, north of where I'm talking to you, like uh, behind me here. So you'll be on the beach and it will be a beautiful, beautiful sunny day like today. looks like it's going to be. And you'll see the storm clouds over the mainland of Long Island. And uh, wow, it's pretty fucking cool to see, man. Because you know they're just getting dumped on a lot of rain as you're enjoying a great beach day. So one of the best things about this uh, place is going to sleep at night, 
and watching thunderstorms, or I guess they would be watching the lightning, right? You could hear the thunderstorms. You idiot. Get that right. Uh, but you could see the, the lightning over the ocean, and wow, is that spectacular. And it just shows you that you're just an insignificant piece of shit living a human experience on Earth. Your life means nothing. <laughs> is it the jet stream? Mex, you had to show that you were more intelligent than me. I guess jet, uh, jet stream sounds way better than the wind coming off the ocean. <laughs> Any big striper catches? No, I was talking to my friend. He uh, has a house a few, a few uh, houses away from me. And he also has a golden doodle that's like absolutely out of its mind. And my dog thinks it's a badass when it walks this beach. Uh, my dog, for the people that don't know, is uh, almost three months old and uh, real brave and stuff. But this golden doodle, a girl dog with little bows in its hair, in its hair. And, uh, I was, you know, I had to repeat that because I wasn't sure it came out right. Uh, the first cup of coffee in the morning is is, is really a wonderment. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> As you, as you watch or feel your brain coming alive in real time. But anyway, this uh, golden doodle, female, hyper is all hell. I've been warned of that uh, by getting a golden doodle, but so far so good. Our dog seems to be just a, uh, a normal puppy with a lot of energy. But this dog down the beach is a lunatic. My friend goes, yeah, man, I got to run this thing two miles a day to try to like wear it out. So we wanted the dogs to finally meet, and I brought it over. And, and my, uh, my dog was kind of like running around, wanting to play a little bit, and they're both on le leashes, and uh, he's making his moves, and the other dog is, is kind of chasing my dog. And then this thing wanted to get it at my dog so badly that it ripped the umbrella out of the sand because the leash, a nice long leash, was attached to an, an umbrella, and the umbrella was down deep in the sand and this dog was like i want that little doggy and it has cute little bows in its hair which confused everybody because this thing looked like it would eat you alive and my dog just started cowering behind us like please help me <laughs> uh, good times good time hey joyce i don't know if i've seen you in the room in a while i hope you're good man i love the joyce so where were we? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to, you know, maybe listen to Brother Louise instead of doing this. I certainly didn't want to watch the news. Uh, you just realize the news is just fucking stupid. It doesn't matter what side you're on. I'm trying not to go political today, so don't worry. I'm trying to do way less politics because in the end you just realize it's fucking nonsense. And you think you got a nice political thought and you throw it out there and you're like, oh, my God, why did I just do that to myself? But, uh... Yeah, you just realize the news is just all about uh, pushing fear your way because they know us dummies are going to watch. And I was talking about the local news, especially like, why the fuck would anyone watch that? Why would you start your morning by turning on the local news? And I know a lot of us do, and that's why it's, it's popular because we can't help ourselves. And they just run down a whole laundry list of all the horrific things that happened in your area while you were sleeping at night. And, and, and that's just a terrible way to start the day. And then they think they're doing something nice. They take the last 30 seconds of their newscast to give you a, a fun, nice little story. Like that's going to 
that's going to make you forget about all the horrific murder, rape, child abduction, toxic waste, coronavirus, and everything else they just threw at you for 29 minutes. <laughs> but we watch, and that's, you know, that's our fault too, I think, man. I think, that, I think we're to blame as well. I rarely watch the, the local news. And then I, I'll tune it in, maybe because a storm's coming or something. And then I'm like, why am I even doing that? You get weather on your phone and it's way more accurate. Because they don't tease you with the garbage. You just pop on a weather app. They're just going to say, yeah, it's going to rain today. It's going to suck. But the local news will tease that for 25 minutes. Like, that's even stupid. Wait, breaking news? Yeah, exactly, Max. You, you notice that everything is breaking news now? Because that used to be very effective back in the day where, you know, you got your regular news uh, broadcast and you kind of got it on in the background. But then as soon as they, you know, hit you with the breaking news logo and some dramatic music, everyone would look up from the TV and go, oh, my God, what is happening? Is the world blowing up? Now, like, if you watch uh, CNN, oh, my God, why did I say CNN? They're the fake news channel, right? All right, let's say Fox News Channel. Oh, my God, why did I say Fox News? Because now that's going to piss off everybody on the left. Uh, MSNBC, how about, how about you pick the one you watch and you'll see breaking news and you realize that every story they do now is breaking news. So it's lost its effectiveness by just throwing breaking news across the screen. Are you going to die? Tune in at 11. Exactly, Ed Mex Hernandez. The lovely news tease. You know, George Carlin emailed me after he was on our show. We actually exchanged emails. And every once in a while, I'm not going to try to make this bigger than it actually is. So don't worry. But every once in a while, uh, I would get an email from George Carlin, which just would blow my mind. You're going through your email and all of a sudden you see uh, his email address. And I'm like, holy fuck. And one of the things he really, really wanted, and it was near the end of his life, I believe, uh, we did this news tease bit on the old Opie and Anthony show where we would find the most outrageous news teases and people would send them in from all over the country and they were fucking hilarious. And we happened to play it for George Carlin on one of his appearances on our show. And he loved that damn thing. So he actually emailed me and asked uh, if he could have a copy of that. I think he was working on a bit or something. I don't know. I don't know, because there's no material material out there from George Carlin that that has anything to do with the, uh, you know, the outrageous news tease thing. But uh, I sent it to him, man, and he wrote me back and blah, blah, blah. And, we, and it was just, it was just fucking cold, man. Are you normal? Thursday at 11 on News 8. Could your house be making you fat? Tomorrow, CBS 2 News at 5. And the ingredients in shampoo that can make a boy develop breasts. Tonight at 10. Sex offenders may be in your house at 11. Sexual predators sent to live in our nursing homes. Could this happen to your mother? How a twist on the predator law could shut down religion. What are the odds? Some say a popular drug could turn you into a compulsive gambler. Want to lose weight? Stay in the dark. We'll explain at 11. Nearly stabbed to death. I felt the knife going through my bone. Why she might have to share her home with the man who attacked her tonight at 10. Could frequent hiccups be a sign of cancer? Watch News 8 at 10. One city wants to pack all their sex offenders into a three-block area. Problem is, it could be right next to your house. Hey, Spuds, hope all is well. What's up, Marky? I think you're new to the, uh, the Facebook Live. Yeah, we're doing good, man. My tomato plants are growing. 
my stupid apple tree named Peaches is growing. It's 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 close to two feet high. I I mean, for the people that don't know, if you go to my Instagram, you can kind of see the story of Peaches because it started out as uh, a dumb seed in a bag. My uh, my daughter at the beginning of this pandemic, she was eating an apple. And I grabbed one of the seeds. I said, yeah, that'd be kind of cool if I could get this thing to grow. And uh, it could kind of symbolize our time in, uh, in isolation or whatever you want to call it. And so this damn thing sprouted, started growing, and I, I popped it in a tiny little Tupperware. And then I moved it to uh, a bigger Tupperware. Then I moved it to a pot. And now I'm stuck with this thing. This thing is, for real, it's at least 18 inches tall. It might be uh, closing in on two feet. And now I feel like I I gotta I gotta keep this thing growing. Now now I gotta I'm responsible for an apple tree. And I pretty much live on the beach, so I don't even know where to fucking plant this thing. I'll put a picture or, or a quick video up on my uh, my Instagram. Oh, I know this is very exciting for everybody, but I'll do that, okay? <laughs> and then uh, I was trying to grow tomatoes because as a lot of you guys know, for my birthday this year I got a bunch of old old man gifts and I enjoyed all of them I got a bird feeder I got a hammock and I got a uh, like a tomato growing like kind of not a kit but like uh, a planter with the with the stuff on the side so so they could grow and you could put them on this these side rails because you know stupid tomato plants I don't think they have spines so you got to help them or they'll just droop to the ground Anyway, I tried three or four times to get tomatoes grown, which I know that's one of the easiest things you could grow. Um, and then I, I had little plants at the beginning of the season, and then I fertilized them with some fertilizer I got from True Value. The lady goes, yeah, I think this will work. And I should have listened to her when she said, I think. So I mix it in the soil, and it, and it was completely toxic for my tomato plants. They couldn't handle it, so they all died. Uh, anyway, and then I, I, I was trying to get some other seeds to grow, and they just wouldn't start growing. So I said, fuck this. And I just threw like 30 seeds into the planter. I'm like, ah, whatever. And, I, and then I planted garlic that was just growing in my kitchen. I threw that in there. I'm like, at least I could watch something grow. So uh, we were watching the garlic grow, and I threw the seeds in there. Like, I just gave up. But I didn't know where to throw the seeds. I just said, you know what? They're, they're tomato seeds. They might as well go in the tomato plant planter. And lo and behold, one day I, I walk out. Because I, I wasn't checking on the garlic. Because who cares? For real, who cares? And one day I looked at the planter like, uh, I don't know, a month later. And I'm like, holy shit. Wait a minute. And there were 30 tiny, tiny little sprouts coming out of the soil. And I'm like, my God, you should never give up on anything in life. So now uh, the tomatoes, they are a growing, but now I know it's too late for tomato plants, but I'll show you a picture of that on my Instagram too, Opie Radio. It's hilarious. They're, <laughs> they're growing like weeds now, uh, but I don't think I'm, I'm going to be able to get a tomato out of them, unfortunately, but man, am I going to try. I will try to, to get a tomato for my tomato plants. That would be an epic victory. Uh, revert to your cement bag days. Yeah, kid. I think Fez stole that story from me, right? For the people that really know the Opie and Anthony show and the Ron and Fez show, I, I used to uh, talk about my school lunches. 
And uh, we were doing a lot of cement work around the house. So my mom, who saved everything, she saved the cement bags. And when we ran out of other uh, bags to put our lunches in for school, she actually used the cement bags. And boy, man, you'd be in the cafeteria, you know, just dusting off your apple that had little cement dust on it. That is a true story. And then out of nowhere, like, Fez tells the story on on Rotted Fez. Like, (laughs) what? I don't know why he did that, and he got a beating for it. Our school lunches were just absolutely just crazy they would use any bag around the house because we didn't have the money to get the little sandwich bags that were made for lunches so it would be a giant wall bombs bag from from grocery shopping and then we had to kind of fold it in such a way so we didn't look like complete idiots walking to school with this giant bag that had a bruised apple rolling around in it with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the jelly just just soaking through the bread because my mom got the Pepperidge Farm thin sliced bread that was a day or two old and I'm not mad at my mom for that because you know we had seven eight nine kids I now understand that as I'm an older gentleman she had to do what she had to do but man, the jelly would just soak through that uh, Pepperidge Farm bread. So you had that and a and an apple just rolling around, and it was bruised because anyone out there that uh, is on a budget and has a lot of kids, well, back in my day, they didn't know what to do with all the bruised apples. You know, you drop an apple on the floor, next thing you know, it looks like it has skin cancer. I I, I don't know why that happens to a stupid apple. It can't handle one one bounce off the floor without getting all mushy and and then it it just changes the taste of the apple that how, that is just weird why does that happen so uh the supermarkets decided you know what i bet you we could sell the bruised apples so there actually was a section in our supermarket that had uh bruised apples that were a lot a lot cheaper and my mom just gobbled up those bruised apples man and you would just have to eat around the bruise because one bite into the bruise, you were like, oh, this is just terrible. And we only had Macintosh, by the way, growing up. Now, man, you know, you go somewhere and you go, hey, uh, well, I'm allergic to apples. So I, so this is uh, for, for like, uh, people around me. But I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I want three apples for my kids or whatever and my, my wife. And they're like, what kind? And I'm like, I, I just want a stupid apple. And then they just rattle off like 20 different apples. And if you pick the wrong one, it doesn't taste like the apple you remember growing up. It's like annoying, man. Why do we have so many different apples now? That's weird, too. We had one, maybe two. We had the Macintosh, and then we had the one that was a bit on the redder side. That was a bit elongated. I, I, I don't know what the name of that apple is. <laughs> Anyway, that's because you mentioned uh, cement bags, I think. You like gala apples? I don't even know what that is, Marky. No idea. I was also going to maybe watch a documentary uh, instead of doing this this morning. I liked, uh, I like getting a documentary in before the kids get up uh, because I did morning radio for so long. Uh, I, I mean, if I sleep to 6 o'clock, that's amazing. I was going to watch, uh, I think it's called Long Time Running, the documentary on Tragically Hip. For my Canadian friends, I'm hearing great things about it, and I know it's been on Netflix for a while, and I keep kind of going by that one. I think I'm going to finally dip in. Red Delicious! Thank you, Anthony! Yes, thank you. And I needed that. My 
touch. I have a touch of OCD. I needed that answer. It's just a touch, just a little bit. So now I could uh, go about my day knowing that we got the answer. Thank you. Yes, the Red Delicious. We only had two then, so Red Delicious or Macintosh. Um, yeah, the hip rule, right, Joel Smith? So Tragically Hip, Canadian band, hugely successful. Tragically Hip never really uh, made a huge dent in the States for whatever reason, but, man, Canada loved uh, Tragically Hip. And... Uh, I apologize, but I don't. I don't know the lead singer's name as I as I uh, do this with you guys. But uh, I think he had brain cancer, right? Where's Where's my Canadian friends? He had brain cancer and he didn't have much time. And they did one final tour, and this documentary uh, documented their their last tour. Basically, it's called Long Time Running, and people are saying it's absolutely amazing. So I'm gonna go check that out. And I titled this uh, Facebook Live uh, all I could say because I saw the Shannon Hoon documentary. Man, that uh, that documentary was was damn good, man. You know, Blind Melon. Turns out the guy, when most of us weren't doing this, he was he was basically taping his life, and he has all sorts of home uh, video from from when Blind Melon was getting signed. And uh, right up until the guy's death, I mean, the final, the final like minute of this documentary is Shannon Hoon's last few uh, uh, hours on this planet. He's in his hotel room talking to somebody, basically saying he's tired and stuff, and blah blah blah, just chilling out. And then the the video goes off, and then it it says, "I'm not giving anything away because Shannon Hoon died like a million years ago. He died like I think 25 years ago," and. Um, it says on the screen that, uh, you know, that was the last frame of Shannon Hoon's videos. And he was found dead on the tour bus a few hours later in New Orleans. But, man, that hotel scene at the end of the documentary is so creepy because he's just having a basic conversation. He's on the bed, uh, the shots from, uh, from the distance. But, you know, we all correlate to being in a hotel room, maybe just a little tired because you're had fun the night before and he's talking to someone on the phone and he's just trying to get a few hours of uh, rest and uh, relaxation in before he jumps back on the tour bus and continues with Blind Melon and and it turns out that was uh, one of the last conversations the guy had and it's on tape Uh, all I can say is a damn good documentary it's a little strange because it's just told through the the video uh, that Shannon Hoon took over the years so New Orleans is a great city to die in yeah no shit man New Orleans was just crazy. I think we went down there two years in a row. Wow, I've never seen so many people so drunk at once. I, I, I described it like this. I went down there for Mardi Gras a couple years in a row, and people get so drunk that they start walking around like zombies. Uh, it's unbelievable how... how how drunk people uh, get down there during Mardi Gras, and they're sort of functioning, but everyone kind of is on the same playing field, so everyone just kind of gets it done. But my God, I didn't like it. I, di- I didn't really like Mardi Gras. I mean, the energy was just—it uh, was just—it it was just too much for me, man. If you like documentaries in general, check out McMillions. What do you think, uh, Doug? I'm a rookie. McMillions was awesome. I forgot that I even watched that until you just mentioned it. McMillions was great. 
That was uh that that documentary was about the uh, uh, the scratch offs. I forgot the name of it. McDonald's. Remember the oh no the Monopoly. Uh, sorry, the Monopoly uh, pieces uh, from more of the old timers. I don't know if they do the Monopoly uh, thing at McDonald's because uh, I don't go there. And know what's interesting? My my son goes, Dad. I hate McDonald's because I started going to McDonald's again when. When I had kids, because I, I, I remember going to McDonald's as a kid, so I was thinking, ah, they must like it. And just because I don't really do fast food, you know, uh, the, they should be able to enjoy fast food, right? And one day my, da- uh, my dad, my uh, my son goes, ah, dad, I just don't like McDonald's. And I'm like, oh, God, thank God, because I think their food sucks and their stupid fucking coffee. I was tired because I had to go into New York City to get bills. And um, I, I needed a cup of coffee. It was really, really early in the morning. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get out because of uh, the coronavirus. So I'll go to the drive through at McDonald's and get a cup of coffee. It can't hurt. Long story short, they make the stupid coffee so goddamn hot that you can't even drink it. You're, you're pulling into your, into your uh, destination. Let's say you're working in an office park on Long Island or something. And finally, in the, in the parking lot, you could finally start drinking this thing. And, and you end up just throwing it on the ground. You're like, I, I, I needed this while I was commuting. I don't know why McDonald's makes their coffee that fucking hot. It was infuriating. And then I'm like, I, I take the lid off, and I'm like, all right, that'll cool down the coffee a little bit, and that wasn't doing it. So then I'm like holding it out the window, hoping like the breeze while I'm driving is like blowing on the damn thing, and that'll cool it down. Nothing worked. Fuck. It's just so stupid because then every once in a while they have a lawsuit because the coffee's so damn hot, and then you jam on the brakes, and then the coffee gets on your on your dick and balls, and then next thing you know, you're like, God damn, this hurts, but I think I could get a million dollars from mcdonald's and if you think that's crazy go google man people have made money off uh mcdonald's coffee being too damn hot it's a cup of boiling hot coffee rachel knows it's literally boiling water in your car which is very very dangerous especially in the morning when you're not really awake and you're just aggressively trying to drive to your shitty job that you hate so mcmillions the documentary uh, about the Monopoly uh, pieces back in the day. You know, you would collect them and there'd be, I think, million dollar uh, winners. And then it turns out that the whole damn thing was a scam and the mob was involved. And uh, that's all I'll say for the for the people that haven't seen it yet. It's a great documentary series. I think it's on Showtime, right? I believe I saw it on Showtime or maybe HBO, whatever. You'll You'll be able to find it. Uh, But that was a really, really good documentary, and it had a lot of really great characters in it. Uh, Pumpkin Spice Lattes. What's up, John? Carl uh, taught me that the pumpkin um, flavor is not even real. It's not made with pumpkins, I should say. I didn't know that. That pumpkin spice flavor is damn good, right? I wanted to be that guy that would trash that but it's a damn good taste right and we're heading into the pumpkin spice latte season i like pumpkin pie <laughs> uh, just gluttonous don't put a pie in front of my face please oh you're going back for thirds yes i am i can't help myself 
It's usually strawberry rhubarb, if you need to know. You know, strawberry pie is is too damn sweet, and, and it's just okay. But then you put that dumb rhubarb in, and, and man, does the whole taste change. And I don't even know what rhubarb is. I know it looks stalky in your, in your pie, but that's all I know. But, man, you put the rhubarb with the strawberry, and, man, you got something very, very tasty. And Brian Humphrey says, I like turtles. All right, then. <laughs> you like pumpkin coffee? God, no. Jesus. That's, that's the person's name. I wasn't, uh, you know, people get mad if you say, you know, Jesus or goddamn. Why is it bad to say goddamn? Why is that? Why is it bad to take the Lord's uh, name in vain? Why is that? If I was God, I'd want people, uh, and I created all this, I'd want people to be saying, God damn, all day long. <laughs> like, wow, look what you did. Bravo, God, bravo. <laughs> all right, Bob Lord. Let's get a few shout-outs in, and then we're, we're, we're going to go uh, enjoy our day. I, I'm paranoid because I was up here way too long, man. There's no way that uh, puppy isn't getting into some kind of trouble right now. Joyce is just screaming. Joyce Collin is just screaming veggie. Maybe I should have looked down at the comments earlier because something's going on. If she's just yelling veggie, I have no idea what that means. And uh, Joshua Lewis says, have a good day. Grant, you have a great day too, buddy. Uh, Wayne, we've said your name too much, but I can't help it. Wayne Boo Atkins. There's not a cooler name in this live stream right now. Uh, Brad Williams will uh, be on the podcast tomorrow. It's a really, really good conversation. Really good. I just got to put the finishing touches on it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little inside. I got to add the Blue Chew live read, bluechew.com, promo code OP to try it for free. If you're looking for a, uh, a nice, I mean a nice boner, uh, give uh, Blue Chew a peek. But anyway, so the, what I got to do is I got to do, a, uh, I'll, 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 I'll come out here because this is where I taped Brad Williams. I will do the live read for Blue Chew, and then I'll squeeze it into the episode and make believe that, uh, you know, it was natural. Like, hey, Brad, can you wait a minute? I got to talk about Blue Chew for for a minute. And then you're not going to hear Brad's voice because, you know, I recorded it after the fact, but I'm going to make believe he's there. I'll even say something stupid like, oh, Brad's got to check on his daughter. So in the meantime, let me do this Blue Chew read. And then he'll magically appear at the end of the the Blue Chew read, and I'll I'll go right into the next thing. Maybe even say into the fact, like, congratulations on... I don't know, your daughter, who's now seven months old, something like that. And then you at home go, oh, my God, he's such a natural at this. He's just an unbelievable broadcaster. I think he's a radio god. (laughs) Oh, it's a veggie like celery. Oh, joy, see, it all comes around. You were helping me out with the rhubarb. That makes sense because it kind of has that celery look to it. But, man, you mix that with the strawberry. I don't know if there's a better pie that you could have. What's some of those other pies? Some of that chocolate pudding pie is pretty damn good. A good apple pie, if you're not fancying it up by throwing dumb raisins in it and making the top crispy and this and that. Just a regular, traditional apple pie. That, And then you put the vanilla ice cream on it. Oh, God damn it. Damn it. 
Uh, Lee, I love you. He wrote Miller. <laughs> that's that's a great linker longer, brother. <laughs> I don't even feel like explaining that. Very good, buddy. Very good. Peanut butter pie, yeah, but you can't eat too much of it, you know. Peach pie, yeah, yeah. All right, if we're if we're mentioning pies, we gotta go.